Are you a witch? Or are you a fairy? Or are you the wife of Michael Cleary? You are a 250-pound, 38-year-old white man. Nobody's snatching you. <laughs> we get abducted by more aliens. We do. <laughs> more ghosts haunt us. You're not wrong about that. Yeah. So are there more ghosts haunting white people or are white people just whiny? We're trying to figure out. Yeah. Because are black people Bigfoot and are white people whiny? You know, the answer might surprise you. Welcome back to your Hatch and Bar, your home of the supernatural, paranormal, extraterrestrial, and true crime content. My name is Cody Stacy. To my right, gold medal winner at the Canusa Games, hide and seek champion three straight times now, Summer Dawn. God damn. Welcome back, Summer. Hello. And our hosts for today, across from me, Brian McCurry. How you doing, y'all? And Shane Markle, golden throat himself. What's up, buddy? I like that, uh, hi, Cody. I like that you can't resist. Like, you go into this announcer, you know, <laughs> position every time you announce me. It's always like, and come and do the stage. <laughs> well, you're the superstar, man. <laughs> we were raised on Michael Buffer. So you're, you're, the, you're the host today. You you got all the notes. I see all the all the pieces of paper here. The oh, juicy details. The new laptop. Yeah, man. This is, uh, I got a new laptop. This is our 12th episode. Um, I think I've been the host for 10 of those, so. <laughs> yeah. <that's- laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> okay. When you're the man, you got to be the man. So I've been getting questions about, you know, who are we? What we do is we usually come in and we say hi, and that's about it. And just to unveil a little bit of that, I have Summer Dawn. She handles the social media for us. Uh, we have Cody Stacy, who does most of the editing, and then Brian McCree, who helps with research. And I am the laziest one of all of them. I just come and I read this piece of paper. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you wrote the piece of paper, so that, that you're the one with something. the laptop. It's true. It's true. And, it's, and I try my best not to sound like I'm reading off a script. Oh, so he's like the one kid with the basketball. Yeah. <laughs> he can't play good, but he's got the he's got the tool. But we all have full time jobs. We all work. We come here and we just try to unveil the stuff for you guys. So keep giving us user su- uh, suggestions. User topics, those always take a priority. And this episode in particular also takes a priority. It's from Jessica in Michigan. She wants to talk about Bridget Clearly. And thank you, Jessica. This is an interesting one. It really is. Because this is uh, one of those turn of the century ones where there's a lot of things changing. So it gets a little bit of history, a little bit of true crime, and a little bit of cryptid stuff in it. So turn of the century is what, like 1900s? It's, yeah, it's 1895, 1895 is where we find yeah, ourselves. Yeah, yeah. You can turn any century. Yeah, that's what they always. But they, so true, though. You can, but anytime they say turn of the century, it's usually like around 1900. Because it's a, it, right at like the pivotal moment, like the Industrial Revolution, all that stuff. Things are really changing. Gods are dying and turning into other gods. It's a big, it's a big moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big moment. Gods yeah. are dying and turning into vehicles. Yeah, that, it's true. It's true. Like a rock. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the safety off this gun real quick, pointing at Summer. Will you read that thing I gave you? Are you a witch? Never mind, Summer. I don't want to do that. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back to your hatch and bar. Okay, today we're going to Ireland. Welcome back, Summer. Um, we're going to go all the way to Ireland. We're going to talk about Bridget Boland, who is native to rural Tipperary, Ireland. She was born in 1869, and she lived in a place called Bally Badly. Okay, we're going to... Basically, Midwest of the Midwest of Europe, right? Yep. Yeah, that's it what is. we do here, Midwest. Yeah, the Midwest of the, the UK. The mid of the Midwest. It is mids. Uh, this place <laughs> is very rural, okay? Ba- Badly Valley is basically a population of 60 people. Yeah, rural is not a good word for it. It's a, no. not even a town, really, because it's small. There are daycares with more people in it. <laughs> Um, so this this is a, not an isolated community though. There are there are surrounding villages, and one being one of the main ones being Clamell. 
It's a lot, okay? <laughs> it's all right. You're doing it. You're getting through it. Yeah, just we're going to go ahead and apologize ahead of time for well, the he's slaughtering trying to, of these words. He's trying to set the scene. Because yeah. all of these words that you're saying, I can't even picture how to spell them. That's, that's the thing. You, you write them out, and you look how they're spelled, and they don't sound the way that they're spelled. This is insanely difficult. The like, you could claim... tell me the town name, and I could say it back to you and say something completely different. And it would be spelled differently. All right, cool. Okay, so this is not isolated. Like I said, there are larger villages nearby. Ballyvadley. I think it's Ballyvadley. Ballyvadley. It had a population of about 60 people, and it's an area of about 232 acres. On those, about nine houses. Uh, Bridget, wow. she was the youngest of her family, and, and it's actually unclear if she had any siblings at all, but she was lucky enough to have an education. Yay! Yes. Now, Bridget seemed to be an exceptional woman for her time. She was kind of self-driven, especially... What I couldn't find out exactly, and I think it's because of the famine, was why, because they talk about how odd it was for her to get married, right? Or am yeah. I jumping oh, ahead yeah, too much? Yeah, you, you're okay. jumping ahead a little bit. All right, but go yeah, ahead. Well, I'll get odd. back up with you. <laughs> so wait a second. I she, get excited. She's a child at this point? So no. yeah, we're, we're, well, I mean, yeah, most of her whole entire story, she's a child, really. But she's 18 at the point where we're going into. She was mm-hmm. born in 1869. Okay, and you said that she doesn't have any siblings. She's we, It's, it's hard unclear. To yeah. I was doing the math, and when you said there's 60 people in this town and there's nine houses, I was like, that's that's pretty much like seven people in each house. Yeah, and it's most of them, because a lot of the people in the story are her family, but you don't hear about cousins or bro- or you don't hear about brothers or sisters. You hear a lot about cousins. So cousins. It's everybody in the village is fucking related. So oh. that makes sense. Yeah, well, there's only sixty one of those people. Yeah. Towns. yeah, there's only just you know it's probably two families. It's like well here take this kid. Yeah, well this one you're gonna marry this. Exactly. One. You guys are third cousins. It'll be safe. So Bridget, she's exceptional because she is educated. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got this. We said the turn of the century thing. We got old world meaning new world. She by the time she turned eighteen, she was an apprentice dressmaker and a milliner. Am I saying that right? Milliner? I think so. Was I'm not it? even sure what it means. I know she was a dressmaker. Milliner means hat maker. Okay, so she was okay. making clothes. Yeah. She had her own chickens and she sold eggs. She was a hustler, man. She was a self-sustaining woman. Uh, Jack she... of all trades. Mm-hmm. This is what makes her different. When they talk about how a lot of the women were wearing just a simple dress and a shawl and she was wearing a, like a, a straw hat with feathers in it, that sounded fun. Oh, so she was kind of a badass. Yeah, she sounded fun, but that's not good back then. You don't want to stand out. Everyone else's house is made of mud. Okay? But not hers. No. No. <laughs> Made she, out of chickens. Gold. <laughs> <laughs> she had a Singer sewing machine, which this thing has only been around for about 20 years at this point. But mm-hmm. going back to uh, the Dakota, Singer coming back around. It's, oh, it's, it's all related, man. It's all related. He had the patent of it from the guy who made it because he was the lawyer, and then he flipped around, and then he kind of took it from because <laughs> he was a good guy. I like that memory of yours. Yeah. Can't tell you the guy's name, but. The, <laughs> but it was the Dakota. <laughs> it was the Dakota building. Look yeah. in that episode for that information. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so she was the sole provider for her family, okay? She would go into the much larger village of Clamel for work in her apprenticeship as a dressmaker. In Clamel, she would meet Michael Cleary in September of 1887. And by August, they would get married. Aww. It was how old at the time? 18. 18. Okay. Where the little poem comes into play. Yes, yes, it does. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, that's, yeah, that's your first... Your first little clue, a little you, foreshadowing. Do you, you want to read that poem for everybody? So. <laughs> Are you going to make fun of me for how long it takes me to open it up? Only if it takes a long time. <laughs> Listen, I'm not tech savvy. Are you a witch? Oh, my God. Or are you a fairy? <laughs> or are you the wife of Michael Cleary? <laughs> I just wanted to keep coming back. <laughs> I tried. She wouldn't let me this time. Nope. She That's why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm going to step all over you. <laughs> so fuck that. You can't use this audio. <laughs> We read it again for Ella. No! (laughs) So Michael Cleary was what, like nine, ten years older than her? Uh, So Michael Cleary, yeah. Daddy. He's a daddy. So uh, at 26 or some shit. (laughs) 
And by hey, that's old. It is. That's standards. Irish old. And by profession, he was a cooper, which is a barrel maker. Is what he did. He made barrels, which they, was they a gotta, good. It was a good job back then. They gotta quit making up crazy ass names for stuff. Like what you you made hats. You're a milliner. You're a you're a barrel maker. You're a coopter. What'd you call cooper? Shouldn't you be a hapner? Or shouldn't you be no, a... No, just be um, a hat maker. <laughs> or a barrel maker. A barrel maker. A lot of this might have... A like, barrel boy. <laughs> ...their roots in there, because they have their own... It was a whole different language, too, before they started speaking English. So that's why I think we get Bollywoodly and shit, because it's Irish meeting English. This is true. So Bollywoodly is the place that we're at. Mm-hmm. So if you guys forgot, Bollywoodly. Bollywoodly. God, that's not a Jamaican. <laughs> <Is it> really? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be bad. <laughs> Uh, so, so Michael would they get married and home base is Bridget's house in Bali Badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael he's more centered in Clonell and he will spend the week working there and on the weekend he'd go home to Bridget. In their house you would have Bridget's mom and dad too. And so this was a kind of untraditional lifestyle even at the time. So homeboy definitely had a side piece. That's what the assumption of the neighbors yeah. was because wife lives here, he lives yeah, there. People sure. were saying she did too maybe. But it was, it was, and there was also a discrepancy between the age gap because it wasn't very common back then for women to get married so young because I guess they were more needed to do things around and there was just, I think there was a famine going on. So there's a whole bunch of reasons not to be starting a family right at 18. So, wait, so they were already out of the norm there. Wait, so because he was gone for like four or five days a week, they were like, oh, he's obviously cheating. He was just at his other place because he was, he was from the other town and so his business was all there. So he's working during the week and then comes to stay with her on the weekends, but there's assumptions because she's already this woman with this fucking straw hat. She must be fucking the neighbors and running around on him. But okay. you are absolutely right, Cody. No, the... the there's a small village, mm-hmm. and this is different. This is the point. They're different. We keep bringing up these little details because they're different. And that right there, what you just said, they think that she's having an affair in Clonell. People are also saying that she might be having an affair in Bali Badly. Because they're like, you can't go four days without having sex. Yeah. you got to be sleeping with someone else. Well, how else are you going to have 37 kids? That's mm-hmm. the might of a marriage. <laughs> exactly. That's how you measure a marriage. And it's also like, extremely patriarchal at the time so it's you know it's her having any uh, self-determination of her life is already a huge red flag for everybody her and her husband michael were also literate which that alone sets them aside from everybody else um unlike their neighbors their house was made of stone and had glass windows during their eight-year marriage they did not and will not have any children i thought you were gonna say windows we're <laughs> <laughs> not gonna have any windows no windows i don't want to see shit <laughs> Your local Irish family for the at the time would have at least nine kids. Oof. Oof, that's a lot of kids. That's a lot of kids, Fuck man. them kids. I, where where kids. are we going to make the hats <laughs> with all these kids? That's that's how you know. Like, like you can't go four days. It's, oh, my God. It's so many kids. There wasn't really any proof that the that whether or not Bridget was infertile or if he was sterile. But There's we, lots of rumors, sterile. though. Sterile. Yeah. Sterile. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> Sterl. You don't remember Uncle Sterl? No, Did I not Sterl. say Sterl right? <laughs> yeah, he said Sterl. Sterl? Yeah, it was Sterl. Can't help this But mouth. because they didn't have kids, this is also, so she was working like three jobs. He had a job. They didn't have kids, so they also gave him more money than everybody around him, too. So they're also elevated. They can read. So people are just going to not like you anyway. There's all these reasons building up why people are, you're kind of the outcast of the society. Well, it sounds like they're all jealous that you have jobs and can read and have a stone house. Absolutely. Now, how did she get her education? We're going to get into like what her parents want. Why their parents are in the situation they're in. The, her parents are both laborers. It just so happened that at this time she could get an education. Gotcha. Uh, it's mostly because of the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so she was doctored into the Catholic Church, and with that, she got to learn how to sew, she got to learn things, learn how to be a woman, that sort of thing, learn, how to learn her manners. Yeah, because I think the apprenticeship into with the dressmaker is what really elevated her as far as the job market, but the education, as they call it, is just the church teaching you how to read the Bible, essentially. But and that still elevates you above a bunch of other people. Outside eating mud or dirt. You're... Was that, Were the other people? I don't know, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, so I was just thinking, like, was that happening? Irish peasants known for eating mud. mud that might, yeah, that, today's racist quote. What's important to get out out of this in this beginning here is they're different. Yeah. Okay, so we drive that point. You guys got it. Listener got it. We're different. In the early part of their marriage, Bridget's mother will pass away. Oh. And then Bridget herself is left with the responsibility of her elderly father. Bridget, Michael, and Bridget's father, Patrick, all live together in the best stone cottage in Balavadla. Balavadli. 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 It's so fucking hard to say. Let me show you how it's spelled. <laughs> I like the best stone cottage. That's probably cute. Well, it was. It was. Uh, this was because of Bridget's father's time spent as a laborer. Due to this, they were entitled to a large cottage and land. Isn't labor? Isn't that just peasant shit? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Michael would turn the old family cottage into a workshop, so now Michael's going to be more home. And they were just this happy young family, and they're doing well for themselves. I feel like you could make barrels anywhere. Yeah, I think you could. <laughs> anywhere you had room and wood, and yeah. then you could find a way to make yeah. a barrel. It's good for him. By the late 1890s, Ireland was becoming less pagan in folk practices and starting to join the contemporary world. Just 50 years before Michael and Bridget tied the knot in a Roman Catholic church, the Irish people would withstand what we all know as the Great Famine. You hear the jokes about Irish people and potatoes. and Those are bad jokes. It's really bad, man. I didn't know how bad the Great Famine was. Yeah, it's called the Great Famine, man. It sounds terrible. They claim at least at least a million Irish people's lives. And this is just 40 years before our story's taken place. We're talking like the 1840s. It actually happened between 1845 and 1849. So the country's still recovering. Yeah, they're coming out of it. Absolutely. They're recovering. And then at the same time, now Christianity shows up, so it's like everything. You're coming out of the Great Famine, and your gods are dying. It's kind of where we're at. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wow. su- subsequently, it's it's this totality will, will affect generations. I really don't know that much the difference between paganism and Christianity. That they were pretty close. It's yeah, but it's just things they, the old way of explaining things. Because as science comes up, and as there's a single god, so then all these fairies. Basically, that's what I was saying. That quote earlier is about the Celts. As the Christians showed up, the, the the things that were gods, they became these fairy creatures and these other realm of things. Oh, okay. So they were still there, but not as powerful. I don't know that much about religion, so... What do you know about fairies? <laughs> so They're tiny creatures that can occupy the space of other creatures. Sometimes. <laughs> That's because they fly. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> D&D teaches a lot. Yeah. Now we're in the 1890s, turn of the century, and Ireland is also split into a couple of different factions. You have nationalists and you have unionists. Mm-hmm. The nationalists, they wanted Ireland to be governed by its own people. The unionists thought that Ireland should be a part of the United Kingdom. Mm. You throw in the heavy influences by the Catholic Church and the waning old ways, old world beliefs and paganisms and fairies, and you get a taste for this common mindset, for at least for the rural people that we're talking about. Because And it would be tough if you think about such a hard shift, because this generation is not dead. You know, they're, say, you're 30, 40 years old, and all of a sudden somebody tells you your God's fake, and here's a new one. Yeah. And your language. We don't speak that anymore. You speak English now. <laughs> so it's, it was a tough time. And not going too deep into Irish politics, but just know that... Things are changing. People are changing, especially these hill folk. These are these are what we're talking about. We're talking about the hill folk of Tipperary County. Okay? Sound like hobbits, the way you describe it. Everyone's changing, especially these hill folk. <laughs> they believed in fairies. Okay, that's that's where we're getting to. Where they believed in fairies. Fairies, they were believed to live in another realm alongside the Irish people. If somebody was sick, a fairy made them sick. Mm-hmm. If somebody was missing, a fairy abducted that person. Are you guys seeing the the parallel here? 
yeah. between something else we talked about with like a goblin versus a fairy. Anytime these supernatural creatures, a lot of times you see that you see the result, but not the entity. It's like something causing mischief. Yes, I bet it was a goat. <laughs> well, not sheep. not as many goats there. It's just sheep, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Sheep. <laughs> Gotta watch out for that goat sheep. Fairies had a hard time producing their own children, oh. so they would take children and leave behind a changeling. Oh. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah, so this is, have you ever heard of a changeling? Yeah. Yeah, so this is this is their origin story. Which would be a fairy made to look like a child, or at least made to look identical to the human counterpart. But they would you would know it's a changeling because you would see the slight differences. You'd see that the the <laughs> new one, the new... The, the new one had like a pinky ring, like a gold <laughs> chain. <laughs> Almost like picturing like a bad baby. Like. Oh, the baby's got a goatee or like a face tat. <laughs> They've a been, hardened baby. It's, it's, its eyes are different colors. It's <laughs> it's bald and blue. <laughs> He's got a Mazda parked in the driveway. <laughs> hey, how you doing to me, baby? It smokes cigarettes. <laughs> hey, hey, welcome in. Literally anything. That's yeah. the point. So if you start acting just a little bit different, your neighbors might start to suspect that you're a changeling. Wait, I want to get into the before, before we worry about the reality of neighbors thinking you might be a fairy. Let's 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 let's. The fairy as a real thing is what's weird to me because there was one thing talking about if they put the they change the baby out with a changeling and so now the baby starts acting sick or something it's because sometimes they would put the sick fairies in there so that the humans would take care of them and I thought that was kind of cute that was that's awesome. insane it's kind of yeah. cute they stole your baby but it's because this old man was sick do you know if your baby's a fairy <laughs> tune in six p.m. you better put them on the end of a shovel and hold it over a fire. <laughs> Make sure. Is that what they did? I mean, that's a real case. We're not going to go into other cases, but yeah, yeah. that they did shit like that. Because this did lead yeah. to a lot of children. Because it's usually what it was with the with the with the swap out. The changing would be a kid, and so as your kid gets older and they start to say puberty, start acting weird, or if they get sick and then they end up buried in a fucking field because they think you're a fairy. As soon as they came out, like the poor Irish little boy starts hanging out with other boys a little too much. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Changeling. <laughs> You're calling Your him a kid gets his first kind of pube. Yeah, it's a changeling. He's got to die. Got to burn it. You're exactly right. Essentially. I know, I, that's what my first thought was like, God, if you were gay at this time, you were oh, getting dude. burned. And that's not it. So imagine if you were disfigured. Oh, yeah. yeah. Imagine that you had an injury or maybe you had a hoarse voice. Or you were autistic. Because that's where a lot of this comes up, too. We watched a whole documentary on that, on the link between uh, mental illness and these extraterrestrial or supernatural explanations for things because as kids get older these things start to show up and then all of a sudden you're a changeling because you don't act like all the other kids hmm. so maybe we should leave you naked in the middle of winter on top of a dung pile to Just, make sh- make sure that you're not a fairy what would happen if you were a fairy you would the would, other fairies would save you yeah. and they would bring the baby back because that's the idea is like you're supposed to get the fairies to bring your kid back so you basically have to endanger the changeling enough to make them feel like the swap's worth it so you have to hold him over a fire or put him in the cold or Did burn him with shit. Did that ever work, though? The babies died. Yeah, yeah, ba- okay. yeah babies died. They, they never came back, though. But they see, said when they die, you can see the spirit of the changeling leave them. So it's like, it's, it it's make not sense. that it's physically your baby, but it's, it gets very confusing. <laughs> so my thought process behind that when you said, like, oh, the fairies dropped this off because they mm-hmm. have to take care of it. But once it's better, the, the people would want to take care of it and make it better because then they'd give you your baby back. It'd be like a swap, right? Maybe, but it's but, also... Th- but obviously that's not how it works in the lore, so... Yeah, it never seems to get that far to where there's a good, clean swap out where, like, the fairy's ready to leave because I think they get comfortable and they get all... It's like, I'm all fat and sassy. They don't want to like, go anywhere now. So I used to be a god, but I'm okay being a baby. <laughs> I used to have a job, but now I'm a baby. <laughs> Everything got better. I used to be a god. <laughs> I'm a baby. Such a good that is good. That's, like, a good album. And I'm just going to read your... Sing a Fallout Boy yeah. song. <laughs> I used to be a god, and I'm a baby. Appropriate. 
Just to drive back the point, also that at the turn of the century, we're at the late 1890s. This is not. This is starting to become less and less normal. Yeah, it is the death of magic too. You don't just have everything's a... getting explained. Where there's a rise of doctors because at this time period, there's finally getting doctors, real medicine. Even though the doctors were, you know, telling you fucking ghosts in your blood and shit, but they were doctors. Well, they were they were like Wiccans and everything. They were trying. Yeah. Well, before that, then they at this point yeah, they so were coming before. Yeah. yeah, so now they were real medical doctors, mm-hmm. and that's you know, there's a huge culture clash going on. You see that everywhere, and right now it's really prominent, and we're on the. Just tell us more, Shane. Okay. Not only would you be scared of your neighbors if they thought of you know this fairy folklore thing, but maybe you're just a woman who is starting to do more modern practices. A woman who maybe pushed against the patriarchal mindset. You didn't need a man, or you didn't have to have children. Maybe your neighbors would just think you're a changeling and abuse and kill you. Because you wore a fucking straw hat. You say, oh, you can read? <laughs> okay, bitch. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fairy. Exactly. She got feathers in her hair. Like she's better than me. There are plenty and plenty of court cases you can look up for this time. You can see actual legal records where fairies and this type of thinking is brought up and the reason why for a lot of abuses and murders. There was a case, and not even a case, an incident in 2016, I think it was, where the Prime Minister of Ireland they were building a highway and he blamed some mis- mishap with the construction because they, they did it too close to what they call a fairy fort, which is an entrance to the fairy realm. And so they pissed the fairies off, so the fairies ruined the highway. That was the prime minister, like, six years ago. Well, they should have just drank bleach. The whole fairy, <laughs> like, the, the whole feather in the hat thing just makes me think of Yankee Doodle. Like, it's Yankee Doodle looking ass. Maybe. So leaders haven't gotten much better. In the last well, <laughs> not only because fairies don't care about bleach, urine. You'd have to drink the urine. That hurts them. Well, what? Yeah, I gotta look into this. This so, is wild. much like goblins; they don't like weird things. In fairies' defense, they weren't all bad. So when good things happened, you could blame the fairies too for that. They called them the good folk, right? Yeah, that's what exactly. Yeah. they're called the good people. Oh. The fairies were called the good people. Yes, yes. despite all, all this of mischievous them even the bad stuff. stuff. It was just the general term for them. They called them the good people. It's good because it's one of those things. I think where just be nice to them, just in case. So you say nice things about them, so they don't fuck. Even with though them. we're gonna burn them. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to burn them and cover them in urine, but let's be nice to them. So they this is, they were this scapegoat for anything that you couldn't explain. So yeah, okay. so goat again. The see. fairies did it. Um, Summer, there's a there's a limerick I want you to read. Could you read that for us? No. I just saw the listeners. Not again. Come on, just saw the listeners. Not again. It's for the hatchers. I'm this putting my foot down. We're not going to cut putting, you off. My foot is down. Do you remember how it went a little bit? My foot is down. Are you a witch or are you Okay, a so what we're going to do is <laughs> we're going to fast forward to March 4th, 1895, okay? And about eight years after Bridget's and Mike's marriage, Bridget was hustling like normal, making her thing, doing her thing. She had eggs to deliver, and today she's going to deliver them to her father's cousin, Jack Dunny. Did I say that right? I think it's just Jack Dunn. Jack Dunn. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun because Jack Dunn is the only guy with like not an Irish sounding name because <laughs> everybody else is Bolly Bodley. And but then we got Jack Dunn. I think it's spelled Irish. You can't, none of this shit makes sense. It's just, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Is it spelled D U N N E? I type D U N N Y, so it could just be me. I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't see a Y on that anywhere. <laughs> well, she is going to take about a three mile walk to Jack's house. And what she's going to do is she's going to pass a place called Kalingradna Hill. That was good. Oh my God. That, I, that spelling on that is atrocious, so that's... I don't think it's right, really but good. it sounded good. <laughs> so I think just go with it. Yeah. It sounded good. It's all about how it sounds. Exactly. Not about if it's See, right See, ladies and gentlemen, no. uh, what's the lady's name? Bridget. Bridget was literate. We are not. Exactly. <laughs> we didn't have that privilege. Flint public schooling. Oof. I can't make a dress either. <laughs> Doesn't make things she easy. She couldn't either. She did hats. I'm not a witch. I'm not a fairy. Not the not the wife. I've been thinking about getting a bucket hat. 
No. Like for golf. Like don't, ones okay. Like, I thought you meant just to wear around. I was like, you're no, not old no. enough for a bucket hat. No, no, no. It's not going to look good, Cody. I don't do it. I want to. I'm gonna get. A, <laughs> I agree. I'm gonna get a straw one now that we keep talking about Bridget's straw hat. I'm gonna get, get, get some feathers in it. It should get you burnt. <laughs> Put a chicken feather. I in got it. a bucket of urine in my car right now. You <laughs> <laughs> acting real fairy like saving up. I was <laughs> saving it for a sexual act, but I will throw it on you. <laughs> I could make another. <laughs> True. Got 13 Gatorade exactly. bottles full of piss in the back of my car. <laughs> Not afraid to use it. Uh, Don't know what I need to use them for, but I need them. Hey, man. Sometimes you're just playing Call of Duty. <laughs> In the car? <laughs> <laughs> I'm judging my life. Man. On my Switch. Just, On my Switch. Just at home playing Call of Duty. <laughs> you're like, I got to pee so bad, so you run to the car. When you're on a kill streak. Yeah. You know, you do weird things. You can play Call of Duty on the Switch now. Nintendo made a deal. <laughs> Did oh. you know that? Are we sponsored? I Why would we know that? We always had I don't know. Call Maybe you do. I no, know. I think... This, I think that's. I think you were. Yeah, a friend of mine played Call of Duty in her Wii U. I remember. Oh. I remember. Okay. Who the fuck had a Wii U? My friend. That might be one of the Your worst consoles friend. ever. Your poor friend. She's no longer my friend. That's so. why. Yeah. Would you go over there and see that Wii U? Like, <laughs> spit on it. Yeah, exactly. I got a PS4, got an Xbox. I poured my Gatorade <laughs> bottle full of piss on it just to make sure it wasn't a fairy. <laughs> on the Wii the, or her? Both. You can see the spirit of the changeling fly out of the Wii U. <laughs> But really, it's just smoke <laughs> from the burning. Oh, shit. The fairies took it. All right. <laughs> this was no unfamiliar path to Bridget. She's just walking by Colin Grana Hill, and she's on her way to Jack's house. She's now 26 years old, and she's lived in this area her whole life. And to get to Jack's place, it's easiest to pass this hill. This hill was like many scattered throughout Ireland's countryside. Natives in the area would call it a fairy fort. This is where the good people would live, or the fairy people. Now, I was confused when we first started doing this. I didn't know there was a difference between a fairy ring and a fairy fort. Because I've heard of fairy rings. It's like the ring of mushrooms you see in the woods. Because it's like a bacterial thing where they grow like that. And I thought that was the same as a fairy fort. But it turns out that there are thousands of fairy forts in Ireland that are just basically old forts. They call them forts, but it was like just old settlements that they used to live in there. And then the fort was they put up these little stone walls to keep their sheep in. And after time, that just the stone walls, like the settlements were built out of stone and mud, so they collapsed in on themselves, making these little depressions. And so now you have a fairy fort. So there's like okay. this little boat cool. and a wood and a, and a wall around it. Yeah. That's really cool. It's yeah. really cool. And they're all over the place. And so like, but these people at the time, they don't know what the fuck they are because they're from hundreds of years before them. Okay. So that's what I say. People built them so, way before yeah, that. And so it had, yeah. by, at this point, they're just collapsed and they, they, so they look super mystical. Imagine you're in a fucking Irish forest, this moss covered wall. With this depression in the middle, it would look mystical. God, I want to be there. I know. Well, not if you're Bridget, but yeah. Sure. <laughs> Foreshadowing. It doesn't go good. <laughs> <laughs> there's about there's about thirty two thousand of them. They're more common than you think. Yeah, they're thirty two thousand forts. Because picture Ireland's not that big, is it? But every one is basically just there'd be one family in this one and a family right next to it. So it's like the families are right next to each other. So that. It's like your little small. It wasn't to stop raiders, really. It was more to keep animals out. Oh, very cool. And so now, like Brian said, they they go back to nature, mm -hmm. and they just look really cool. They do. They're I, really beautiful. I think that's really cool. Like anywhere you see it, you know, you see like abandoned little areas that dude. The, that's the where wildlife I, just takes back over. Yeah, it's, it's especially cool over there because there's their history goes hundreds of years further back than ours. So you see an old castle just in the middle of a farm field. It's really beautiful. Well, and that's that's the wild thing when we think about America, where we are. Yeah. We're a baby country. Yeah, compared to that, because their yeah. generations go back so far. These people in 1895 don't even know what the fuck their ancestors built. You know, it's that right. far back, and it's next to them. 
yeah, these these were mostly built between, like, I believe, eight, the eighth and thirteenth century. Hmm. So they're wow, hundreds wow. and hundreds and hundreds of years old. And they did talk about how like the the houses themselves seems like the walls were built pretty well because they were out of rocks, but the houses themselves were really shoddy. So that's oh, why that, yeah. the the wood is completely gone in the middle. So that's why it looks even more mystical. It just looks like why is there this weird circle? How long would a would a wood structure like that last? I mean, the fact that they're still there is amazing. You see the barns in America that are already degraded after a couple fifty years, you know. So imagine the wood's probably gone. It's just a sinkhole. Now you just have a wall, and it looks cool. So Bridget, she would walk near this fairy fort, and she'd make her delivery to Jack Dunny, and she would head home. You going with Dunny? Uh, Don Dunny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just say Jack. I don't think he cares. It's been a while. She makes her delivery. She goes home. Uh, that night, Bridget started to feel ill. She couldn't shake a chill, and her head was throbbing in pain. I thought you were going to tell me she was going to start rapping. She felt ill. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti? Yeah. <laughs> felt ill. She felt chill. No matter what <laughs> summer, she could not get warm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it went less rap, more emo. Is that right? Yeah, because her rapping skills were cold, man. I She's... hate it. <laughs> Ooh. I hate it. She spent the whole week in bed. Days would pass, and she couldn't shake whatever was co- she had come down with. It's almost like she was standing outside in the rain, right? Yeah, I believe it was raining when she went and took yeah. that trip. So she was walking, and it was raining, and she had to wait because Jack wasn't there. So she waited a couple hours for Jack. He didn't show up, and so she walked back in the rain. And then she catches a cold, like people fucking do. She probably got like pneumonia or something. Something. You you know you're in the rain. You run a chance. Um, but she was definitely not being herself. Her father Patrick and Michael, her husband, will start to notice and decide it's time to get a doctor. So Patrick, it's time to throw piss on her. Exactly. I just picture her like she's acting different. She's not wearing her hat. She's laying in bed all sick, but she doesn't have the straw hat on. She's normally not sick and without her straw hat. You're looking like a you got a fever, Dad. You got to pee. <laughs> they they actually go to a medical doctor. They they will travel. And Patrick will go four miles down just the road. The, the sound of Dad unbuckling all the like, buckles. I picture a lot of buckles on his clothes. Changelings got her on her way. You know back. those Irish people? They got buckles. They got buckles, right? In the time period, everything had buckles. I just like the fact, the idea that every time you get sick, it's like, oh, changeling. That changeling had pneumonia. Well, because hey, Bridget didn't have pneumonia last time I saw her. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime somebody gets sick, you just like you pee on your hand just a little bit and shake their hand, see how they react. <laughs> Not enough to let them know, you know, just see how they react. When they pull away, like, oh my god, like changeling, <laughs> fairy, get her. Man, this is kind of what happens next. Old so. Johnny piss man. <laughs> We're just, pretty close. Just pee on her leg when she pulls away. Obviously, she has to be burned. <laughs> That's three wives this, this year. This is insanely and cringingly accurate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know the story. <laughs> I forgot to mention you and Summer as an unbiased yeah. host. That was my yeah. whole fucking point of bringing you guys in. Let's say Brian helps with research. You guys remain unbiased, and Summer helps with your Let's start sometimes. over. Yeah. Start <laughs> over. I, it's it's kind of what we do every time. So I think they, I think yeah, they got I think it. They got I think it. they're with us. It's okay. I feel like I've said enough that you've asked me not to look into any of this stuff or pretty much any of it. Mm-hmm. But I do like the idea of you know in my head I try to picture everything that's going on, and right now I see she has red hair in my head. Sure, she's Irish. Yeah, they don't say, but sure. And then Patrick uh, notices she's acting a little weird. He's like, "Babe, get up, come over here." Let no, me no, no, Patrick's dad. 
Patrick is the dad. Michael's, yep. Michael. Michael's, Michael's the okay. So yeah, he Michael. Threw me off. I was like, Who fucks Patrick? Yeah. So Michael. Michael pulls her over and he's like, "Honey, you're not feeling well." And he's been talking to Patrick. Oh, she might be a fairy. And then he's like, "Let's find out." And she's just all sick and like not feeling well. And he just whips it out and starts peeing on her leg. And then she freaks out like, "Why are you peeing on me?" And then obviously she has to be you know crucified. Um. So not yet. All right. So. <laughs> It's a pretty good run now. It's like a speed run. She pulls her leg away. Um, so Patrick, well, he will go to the doctor. Doctor's not there. Uh, Michael will go to the doctor. They plead. They try to get the doctor back to Bridget to see what's going on. About nine days will pass, and he finally makes it. The doctor finally gets to Bridget. It's still that hard to get into the doctor. Yeah. Like, it really is. At least yeah. some things are constant. And he's like the doctor. Like Ireland's doctor. Yeah, that's the thing, because it's like <laughs> the doctors were so free and far back then. So it's like, yeah, literally one doctor taking care of tens of thousands of people. Or so. sixty, yeah. probably not. <laughs> I think what's in this? It's it extremely accurate. The whole population. The whole population. There was one doctor in all of Europe. <laughs> Just one dude. When I was like, "Look, I would love to come over, but I've peed seven times. No, I actually I cannot come. I have I'm all out of urine. I, I could come on her, but I don't. I don't. That's not going to do it. <laughs> I can tell you the name of the doctor. I have it in my notes. I just he's like, he's like, I could shit on her, but I don't know what that does. There was one doctor. His name was. It starts with a uh, D's. Oh. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Doctor D's nuts. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not better than this joke. <laughs> well, he would visit Bridget. All right, get it to the other motherfuckers. I right. <laughs> didn't like that. He'll visit Bridget, and he will see that yeah, she's she's sick. She's she's <laughs> nervous, uh, acting a little different than a normal person, and she probably come down with some bronchitis. Here, ain't nobody got time for that. Pretty much, pretty much. He makes her a tincture for her to. Consume a tincture. It's like it's like a potion. Somewhere. I know what a Don't tincture is. Like um, everything should be. I fine. worked at a dispenser. I know what a tincture is. You put it under your tongue, get you really fucking high. Yeah. <laughs> Just a very confident gay man. Tincture. They <laughs> <laughs> don't even get it. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah, That's why I like it. I like it. He's a tank, and he's very sure of himself. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Yep. Yeah, it's like a centaur. Yeah. That's what he's going. For. Wouldn't that be a twinkture? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yours sounded more offensive, so we're yeah. gonna go with the first one. It's like, wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> just take the headphones off, walk away. So he made a potion. She yeah. drank it. And basically just said, Take the medicine, she'll be all right. It wasn't the doctor was not very concerned. It was a light case of bronchitis. It was he gave her the tincture and which is basically like a tea. He didn't give her anything strong. It was just to make her comfortable. Uh, so I remember when I remember when I had like the bronchitis thing and you you're like, oh, I got something for you to drink, and it was like honey tea Urine. and a bunch of whiskey. Yeah, you felt better afterwards. No, I felt like yeah. I was drunk afterwards. Yeah, so you hot felt it was like, all whiskey. Yeah. yeah, you felt better. It was awful. It did it because yeah, it'll get you drunk. Yeah. <laughs> so Takes... doesn't your throat feel better? It's like everything feels better <laughs> <laughs> for like 25 minutes. Yeah, and then you just feel worse. Yeah, I know this medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quote the deep magic to me. <laughs> Speaking of deep magic, a local priest would also come by and deliver last rites to the woman. God oh, damn. Shit, okay. It was a precaution because the, the priest can't guarantee to get there every time somebody dies. So it's like they do that if he comes out just to, just in case something terrible happens. The priest, again, was not concerned. He She looked fine. She just looked a little sick. That is a great business plan. <laughs> just yeah. To go to everyone, just knock on the door like, hello? It's like, how are you? It's like, hi, I'm, I'm a reverend or whoever you are, mm-hmm. pastor, whoever. And they're like, or priest, whatever. You call him Patrick. It's Patrick. Yeah. He goes. Uh, I'd like to come in and give you guys your last rites. Like, 
but we're fine. He's I know, like, but yeah, it's but Thursday. What if something happens on the weekend? I'm not going to be back around here for several weeks. <laughs> so it's like the auto re- auto generated emails when you're gone on business. Yeah. So he's like just, just circling back. Exactly, just auto generated blessings. This doctor and this medicine, it wasn't enough for Mike. Okay, no, he Michael didn't. Michael Clary, something's going on here. He he started digging, and whatever the hell happened to his wife, he knows this is not his wife. He could tell because yeah. she's got a temperature of 99.8. It's not his wife. <laughs> In the days that she was sick, Jesus. family would come by, say hi, you know, what else are you going to do? Sprinkle a little urine. The Jack Dunn, the very man who she had delivered the eggs to before she gotten sick, uh, to the he, he came to visit. He came to the, the Bolin Clearly household. And after seeing his cousin Bridget, he planted a seed in Michael's head. He claimed that the thing lying in Bridget's bed was not Bridget Bolin. Now, and Jack Dunn, this motherfucker, right? Remember, he's the one she went to see, right? He's the one that lives next to the fucking fairy fort. <laughs> this is all his fault, arguably. So Uncle Jack here, who is also their cousin, is now denouncing her as not herself in her house. He looked to Michael and urged him. To visit a fairy doctor immediately. I thought you were going to say Can you smell the whiskey coming from Jack Dunn? Yes. I can. Yeah. I can smell it coming off him. He smoked, he smoked those cheap brown cigarettes. <sighs> Fucking Uncle Jack. I think uh, Summer has a poem about this. Yes. Summer, please. No! <laughs> I put my foot down already. My foot is, has been down this entire time. Um, so there's a small limerick. Summer, will you read that? I got <laughs> two feet planted, standing my ground. Brian, will you help her get started? Is he a witch or is he a there fairy? Was, so there was this one local... <laughs> this fairy doctor, it's local to Bali Valdia. Uh, va- va- oh my god, this fairy doctor is local to Bali Valdia. What? How did you change it? <laughs> I just saying it right for 30 minutes. It's so hard to say. Bali Valdi. There was one fairy doctor <laughs> that was local to Bali Valdi. His name was Dennis Ganey, which is like Ryan said, no, you said that about Jack Dunn. That's like a, just an average white guy name in Ireland. You get a couple of them in here. There's a lot of Patrick Clary's and. And then Jack Dunn. So Dennis Ganey, he's the fairy doctor, and perhaps he could help. Uh, he diagnoses her illness from what Michael has to say about her, what's happening with her symptoms, and he had to put together some kind of medicine for her. He knows exactly what's going to help her. This is the fairy doctor. Let's just reiterate that. This is I the... know what's going to help her. Fire and piss. Exactly. <laughs> a bit of cocaine and whiskey. Well, according to Dennis, a changeling has taken taken Bridget. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So he so. confirmed what Jack Dunn said. There was a term for what Jack Dunn was. I think it's a Shaughnessy. Oh, I thought you were going to say mm-hmm. drunk. No. no <laughs> well, because, yeah, that's what a Shaughnessy is, I think. Because it's like, it's not a fairy doctor, but he's like, he's a really expert at fairy lore. That's how they describe Jack Dunn. Mm. And whatever that fairy doctor said, whatever that real doctor gave you, throw that shit out. Yeah. Because okay, that, that's not going to work. Could you imagine if that was still happening today? You go to the hospital, you're dying. You have cancer, and he's like, something's wrong with him. Or it's not him. It's not him. Yeah, they smother you with a pillow. (laughs) (laughs) We got to get him out to the fucking mushroom patch so Brian can get back. Pee on him and see what happens. (laughs) Call R. Kelly. Just put a little dick on him. (laughs) Just a little bit of it. Call R. Kelly, the most famous fairy doctor. So (laughs) you picture like the prison opening up. The door is open. It's all dramatic. See, that's the thing. That's why he was peeing on this young girl because they were acting, you know, a certain way. And he was like, "Young girl shouldn't act." This He's way. a fucking hero. Yeah, the Hot whole time. Takes. Yeah. God damn, I don't like that. That's we're changing the narrative. Yeah. <laughs> we're taking the power back. Is what we're doing. <laughs> young women shouldn't act like this. They should be respectful and 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 wait till marriage. And he was like, "You know what? They're clearly fairies." So Mike wasted no time visiting the fairy doctor, and Doctor Ganey wasted no time making a tincture to get rid of this changeling inside of Bridget to cast it away. To get rid of it. Except Ganey's tincture was just a handful of dirt and some old milk, I think. No, Brian. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was close to that. 
Dr. Ganey boiled herbs and put it in milk from a baby calf. Okay. The herbs. So it was new milk, not old milk, but it's still a handful of dirt. It was new milk, and you can't drink new milk. And also, the herbs were thought to be foxglove, which we know that if humans consume those, they will make you sicky in the caca. You're a Boy Scout. You know that, right? Sicky in the caca. Okay. <laughs> That's in the handbook. That's what it says. Sicky. So you're going to take some thick- In the caca. So you're going to caca out of both ends. You're going to be sicky in the caca. Oh, uh, maybe that's. Nah, I got nothing. You're gonna be achy for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, this is gonna get that changeling out of Bridget. Michael made haste. He get had those to demons sa- out. Exactly. <laughs> he had to save his wife. And that night, almost two weeks after the initial symptoms, a gaggle of men. She called friends and family. <laughs> for real, these are her cousins. His, I think, four of them were her cousins, and, and four of them were his. This is the casting couch. They yeah. had the courage. Yes. They had the courage <laughs> to hold her down. In bed. This is the casting couch. Oh so, so they weren't black. So it wasn't eight black local men came over and held the little white girl to the bed. That's I not, see where we're going with this. That's not the casting couch. I know, but there's the, the famous meme picture. That's not the casting couch, but we'll get there. Well, we'll these men, there. these friends and family, we're brave enough to hold her down. Brave enough. A woman, 18, feathers in her head. 26, 26, 26. 26. Look, this young lady. While this young changeling in the eyes and force feed her this concoction, they did. They did all they could. They did all they could to save Bridget. There's fairies don't like hot iron. That's a known thing. Much like most things with skin. Yep. So yep. yeah, to, in order to intimidate her, so they got her. All, they're all holding her down. One guy's holding her ears. Guy's pinning her down. Guy's got a poker pointed at her face. You know who probably does like hot iron? Oh, a blacksmith. He probably really enjoys it. Maybe. Yeah, he might be the one exception to that. The one exception. When the concoction didn't work, they threw urine and chicken shit on her, Cody. They were doing this regularly. Chicken shit does it, too? Yeah. They don't like like that either? I thought about it. A sadistic cow might like it, too. Hot iron? Yeah, Yeah, when they brand him, he's like, (laughs) That's a horse. (laughs) He bites his lips. That was a horse. (laughs) 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 He looks back. That noise. Mm. That's what you don't want from a cow. (laughs) Mmm. So as they're throwing urine and chicken shit on Bridget. Oh, yeah. But Okay, but the chicken shit works, too. Allegedly. Oh, yeah, they don't like it. Do you like it? No. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember him I saying the like chicken it. shit, but it that would be gross. It is. So it, they're doing regular intervals of spoonful of mouthful of new milk and herbs and shit. Throw a bucket of shit on her. And, and, yeah, and they yeah. Get, get that high, hot iron really close to her. This yeah. might be bold, but I don't think anybody would like that. I, I changed that wouldn't. This take. might be crazy to think. Which is why like, it works, because it, it you know nobody likes it, including I, I have a, including, a strange feeling of where this is going. and You uh, might be surprised. Yeah. You got to wait to the end. The last okay. slide is really going to blow your mind. Okay. This is really going to blow all your thing, mind. All I'm thinking is if she's dead, her last days were not great. <laughs> No. Her loved ones were not nice to her. No. Michael would exclaim, take it, you witch, or I'll kill you. Oh, so this was the casting code. Yeah. You were right. Yeah. Bridget, she violently tried to fight back. Her cousin Joanna, her testimony would say that she seemed wild and deranged. Which is yeah. crazy, because your cousin Diana was fucking there, making statements about what happened to you. <laughs> I'm going to write this down. Yeah. Why were you in the room? So when they peed on her and threw bird shit on her, she... Did not like that. Mm-hmm. And when they tried to force feed her stuff, she felt she seemed wild and deranged. Well, and make sure you, you make a note about when we burnt her with the fucking iron. She didn't like that either. Yeah, she, so she went crazy after they burned her. I've never seen someone go that crazy. Michael, her husband, will ask her over and over again, 
Are you Bridget Bolin, mm. wife of Michael Clary, in the name of God? It's just like every witch trial or anything like this. There's The only answer is the answer they want, which is that you're whatever they say you are. He'd walk around the and, room making crosses, mm-hmm. right? He's, this is kind of like weird paganistic shit that's happening. It's a little mixture of Christianity in there, too. Well, that's yeah. what was going on in the Salem witch trials, too, a little bit of yeah. paganism, which my favorite thing about that, we should do that one day, but mm-hmm. is that every they would burn the witches to see if they were a witch and they would survive if they weren't no one ever survived so they were just like huh that's the secret they're just real good at killing witches just real good huh okay michael took a hot poker out and burned the changeling's forehead another source says that the men held bridget over a grate in the fireplace yeah because i heard about that they were holding her over there just get her as close as possible to heat as for as long as possible to try to drive the changeling out, which is where I get confused though, because the changeling is not in her; it's not possessing her. It's supposed to be a physical being. This is much like an exorcism, though. They're trying, but to they're get treating it. Out. it yeah. Poor lady just has bronchitis, and exactly. they're just fucking torturing. Got a fucking you got a fever, and they hold you over a fire. Yeah, I acted uh, weird. Oh my god! Are you Bridget Bolin, wife of Michael Clary, in the name of God? That reminds me of a limerick I heard. Summer, could you bring that up for us, please? <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> Just so, just so everybody at home can hear. I will go back to my hide-and-seek <laughs> competition. I swear to God. Michael had seemed to get rid of the fairy in the house. It, it Things started to settle down. Bridget started to settle down. Um, well, everybody went home, went to sleep. <laughs> they talked about she really didn't want to... All in a day's work. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, that was a long she day. She just didn't want to... She wouldn't eat the tonic, and she really resisted that, and that was like one of the parts that really stood out to them. She was acting really funny about that, about the hot milk. She didn't want to do that. And as the days will pass, poor Michael also loses father. That was weird timing. It was, I think, it was right after, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. So, so you got this wait going on. Because and... when they're doing this whole thing, they had to finish this. Whenever they started to drive the ferry out, they had to finish before midnight. That's part of like the ritual. So they have to finish and drive the changing out before midnight. Otherwise, they're going to lose Bridget forever in the ferry realm. So the whole idea is they have to. So they they finished it, and then we're here. And on Friday, March fifteenth. Instead of being at his father's wake, he is home where he needs to be with his wife because he'll be damned if a fairy will ruin his house, ruin his life. And that was another thing people looked at that was really weird because at the time, like, the Irish wake was a party. It was a celebration of somebody's life, and it was really important that you be there. People would drink from sunup to sundown, and he decides to not. Even after everybody saying that they had successfully gotten rid of this changeling, Michael's like, I have to stay home with my wife. Yeah, as he should, as bad as it is. No, he still he doesn't think it's better. That's where we're at. On March 15th, it's a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, thank God. End of, end of the week. <laughs> yeah. Michael finally let his hair down. So you said they had to get the, the changeling out by midnight. Is there yes. like a time limit? They have it's, like eight days? It's no, it's from when you start this, whatever that procedure was that okay. exorcism, they have to finish before midnight, otherwise, it'll be a failed because it's like you magic. Can try again the next day. I don't think so. I think once you start, whatever you start the process, you have to finish it that day. Oh, okay. So, Bridget's getting that Friday feeling, she gets out of bed, <laughs> she uh, she seems a little better. She put on her nice and fancy clothes, you know, she's she's wearing she's she's, she's fucking fresh. I don't know what to say she about that. She got a fucked up forehead, what she's, but... yeah, she's well, she is beat up and shit, but I bet all that stress had helped with the bronchitis a little, maybe. Um, so, <laughs> several, <laughs> she sweated out, a yeah, little she bit. sweated out exactly. She's feeling good. Um, several relatives were over, probably due to the death in the family, um, and the obvious. Situation that's going on with Bridget now being a changeling, or exactly, there's also nothing going on. It's it's rural farm times in 1895, so it's uh, there was a dead guy and a fucking fairy lady. We're gonna be at that one of those houses. So we're later in that day, and we're having tea. It's tea time. 
Okay, everybody in the family, we're having tea. Bridget was acting like herself. Everything is great. During tea time, Bridget asked for some milk. Cody, fairies love fresh milk. Everybody knows oh, that. Oh, do they? Everybody they knows that. They love it. They crave it. Okay, so if they love it and crave it, when they gave her the fresh milk tonic, why wouldn't she drink it? Because it had the fox glove to, in it. They were trying to dry, drive the fairy out, which is why they're giving that fresh milk. Okay. It was the herbs in that. That's what was driving them out, though. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, she wanted some milk. She wanted some milk with her tea, and she fucked up, Summer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she should have stayed in bed. The yeah. worst thing she could have asked for was milk, because this sent Michael into his interrogation again. Oh my God! Are you Bridget Bolin, wife of Michael Clearly, in the name of God? Bridget tried to keep her composure. She said to Michael. Your mother used to go with the fairies, and that is why you think I'm going with them. Bridget tried to keep her composure, but Michael then forced Bridget to eat three pieces of bread. So yeah, at this point, he's he's yelling at her that are you are you my wife? And he's pi- picture and put like a jam on a biscuit at the same time. And so as he's yelling at her, he's like, "Are you my wife, Bridget?" And then he jams this bread in her mouth, and then he she's chewing on it, and he's. But he's putting more jam on another one. He's like, "Are you my wife?" And jams it in her mouth again, and by the third one, she's like mouthful of bread. <laughs> Covered in jam, and he's all on her, and he's like slamming her head on the table, and she's not chewing fast enough. So slam, slam. Are you my wife? He's got the third one in his hand. She's like, give me a second. <laughs> Seriously, this is what's happening. I can only chew so fast. Exactly. He's mouthful of bread, and so Do she, I have some milk to wash it out. No fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happens. He loses his shit because she can't eat it fast enough. So Michael's on the table, handful of milk and bread. <laughs> Everybody's looking at him like he's crazy. Because at this point, they saw him drive the changeling out, and now he's beating the shit out of her at the table, shoving bread in her mouth. This is the day after the exorcism. (laughs) So Bridget's still sick, trying to pretend like she's normal. That's what she's doing here. She's like, it's just me, your regular wife. It's so fucked up. This fucking incredible hog walking around that house. And he's just shaking the whole day. This didn't come out of nowhere. You know he's watching her, looking for anything. He's got... She put the straw hat on everything. It's me. No, he's <laughs> pretending. Exactly. And that's what happens. And Oh, God. Michael thought he rid the woman of the changeling, but evidently he had not. He tore her clothes from her, and he... Yeah. God, this is not funny. That's not in Jack Dunn. He didn't tell him to do that. <laughs> Just Michael kind of free wills it here. <laughs> oh, no, he no. did <laughs> Yeah, Michael, he kind of takes... Does Jesus take the wheel? So he, Mike slams her to the floor, puts his knees in her chest, and he grabs a flaming log, and he holds it over her, and he asks again, what is your name? And so, freeze frame, what is your name? Flaming log, biscuit with jam in the other hand. <laughs> and he's still like, eat it, so help me God, and tell me your name. And she's just trying her best to appease him at this point. She's yeah. just saying, I'm Bridget Poland from and her, God. And then she <laughs> says, just give me a moment. And those were famous last words. And he would get this flaming log close enough to her undergarment, which there's a fancy name for. Don't know what that is. Um, It'll catch something. Yeah, it's like the long shawl thing they used to wear. Because he's tore her clothes from her, and he's holding her down in front of her family, and he's got this flaming log, and this uh, this little brazier, whatever whatever you want to call it, catches on fire. And that's not enough. Why is her family not doing anything? Hold on now. They didn't want to get in the middle of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I no, get it, it. it's especially at the time. There's this whole thing about not involving yourself in a man and a wife. No matter what it is, it's their business. Even if he's got a, a flaming log. I mean, you did have one of Bridges' uh, relatives call out for the love of God, "Don't burn your wife." And Michael fiercely called back, "She is not my wife. She is an old deceiver sent in place of my wife." And the guy that called that out was in another room. 
place. <laughs> he was in the bedroom like, hey, man, let her go. <laughs> like, hey, don't do that. That's my cousin, man. <laughs> so once the flame caught on the little brassiere, he decided to grab some lamp oil and pour it on top of her, on top of that flame. Because the, the, the thin garment did catch on fire. So she's burning on the floor. She's rolling around. The log started the flames across Bridget's body. There on the floor, in the cabin she provided for, in front of her family, by the hand of her husband, she's burnt to death. That's yeah, because she's so she's like burning because of the the shift or whatever it is. It's like cotton material, so it catches on fire. And then as she's as that starts to die down, he goes over, gets the oil lamp, opens that up, and throws the rest of the oil on her. And then that's there's no coming back from that. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. She seemed like an incredible woman, and he just. I mean, how bad was that biscuit? That you didn't, you know, you didn't want to eat that jam. Well, she didn't to, where to you... wash it down. It was really dry. <laughs> it was. She couldn't she was get the parched. milk to wash it down. She was yeah. parched. Well, Mike... could you imagine that you're just at home one day, you're like, you're you're with your girl, and you're like, hey, can I have some uh, milk for you're the like cereal? Having... Like, what? <laughs> that pop tart really milk? dried my throat out. Can I have a glass of milk? <laughs> it's milk. Hmm. And then you turn around, and she's like trying expi- to set you on fire. <laughs> <laughs> is this is this milk smell expired, babe? Like, what's more, what's the matter if it is? <laughs> <laughs> Only fresh milk, okay with you? I'll kill you, changeling. <laughs> Okay, so I, it's not. This is not funny. This is not funny. No. Way. Domestic abuse is not funny. We all know that. But I just keep thinking about this hothead sitting in the corner, just staring her down, and she's just like, "Holy fuck! I wish I had anywhere to go. Yeah. I wish I could do anything else, but still let the you know." Because yeah. it feels like she was trying anything she could do to s- seem to be normal. You don't feel better the next day after people beat the shit out of you and you're sick. You know, I I uh, knew nothing about the story. I didn't even know what we were doing today, and that's on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I knew where this was going immediately. Well, yeah. As soon as you started talking about them torturing, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna kill her." Yeah, like, without a doubt. I mean, if if she walked away from it, I mean, that's the problem no. with a lot of this stuff. We wouldn't be talking about it because they'll so. never let it go. Yeah, it, this one has a prominent place in history too. So, all right. So I'm 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 serious this time, Summer. Will you read that limerick so no. everybody can know what it is? <laughs> Just listen back. This, no, I mean, I don't think that we let you read it yet. No, I did read Not it. Not clearly. I, I did though. I don't think so. Not not one good one. Cause no, you just I'm do okay. one. Just give it one good. Just one. come on. We, we promise. Promise. You well, don't even well, need to I'll read turn it. Turn off our microphones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can everybody, all say it together. Yeah, everybody, turn off their mics. I don't. Want to. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't turn mine off. <laughs> this is a boycott. Well, that's nice. This is what. This is the best right here. This is what makes us different. <laughs> <laughs> The, the confidence, yeah. yeah, it's the confidence to have the dead air. The the fucking forward limerick. Did yeah. you forget it? I don't, I, I are you a witch yet. or are you a Michael and one of Bridges' cousins <laughs> put the body in a bag and carried it a quarter mile onto the property, and there, in a shallow grave, they will bury her. Which is not like anybody. It seems super innocent, right? It's not like he murdered his wife. It still feels I, like a fairy. That was my next question. Is he? Did he go to prison? Well, this we're gonna get to that because where we're at right now, though, is Michael. Didn't kill his wife, not in his head. It still isn't his wife. At least he believes that. Jack Dunn believes that. The people in the room, sounds like the guy who said, Dear God, don't do it, maybe didn't believe it. But well, a Mike, lot of the other ones might have. So Michael turns to everybody in the family and says, You didn't see anything. This didn't happen, okay? Because his wife is not there. He's still at third. So for the next few nights, Michael would make his way down to Kalingrad and Hill. And if he had done everything correctly, Bridget would be seen galloping through the ring fort. That, um, on a white horse. This is that's the end of the legend. When they take the changeling, if you get the changeling out within time, say you finish the ritual before midnight, then the next day after, or before the next something, before some next landmark, they, you have to be there to catch her as she gallops out on this horse. You have to have a big knife and cut the straps and get her off the horse, or she'll turn around and gallop back into the fairy fort and be gone forever. So it's like the Fey Realm, essentially. Wow. So he'll yeah. be there, ready and swift, with his knife. 
Yeah. And he'll wait for nights. Um, if there's reports of people seeing him down there nightly. <laughs> him and fucking Jack Dunn. <laughs> just sitting around waiting for that horse to come through the ring for it. Soon Bridget was reported missing. Local police started searching for her. Bit by bit, the story started to unfold for the investigators. And when Michael was asked where she had gone, he would tell them that the fairies had taken her and he was trying to get her back. And at the time, the way Ireland was, the cops, like the police force, at least at the time, was they were still heavily under the British rule. So the cops were heavily associated with the British. So a lot of people didn't want to go to the authorities because they were basically just the British military. And so people didn't want them involved with their business. So that's why that wasn't involved until later. Because the day after, the day he killed her, they see Michael walking through the middle of the village with Jack Dunn. He's covered in dirt and ash, and he's sobbing. Nobody knows why, but he's headed off to the ferry fort to try to find Bridget. And so, like, all this starts to come out as the police start their investigation and talk to people because it's, you know, it's still fucked up. And it starts to come out. It's really messed up. And the further you get away from that moment where you're caught up in the excitement of that group think where everything starts to make sense, but as you get further away... We did we just murder a woman? Yeah, probably. The answer is yes. Yeah. yeah, unless she comes in on the fucking horse, which everybody I think was kind of holding their fingers. She didn't. They buried her on the twenty second. Yeah, yeah, eighteen inches. That's how far down she. That's buried. it. That's it. Because Jack Dunn talked about seeing Michael put her in the hole and then jump on her chest to push her down further in. Oh Jesus Christ! Because to him it wasn't his wife, or he needed to believe that it wasn't his wife. That was the initial burial. They will actually bury bury her too. Yeah, yeah she'll get him. She'll get a funeral. Oh yeah, no, this is before the cops found her. That's not yeah. where she was left. That's where the cops found her in a shallow grave. She eventually gets a actual hole. But... Which didn't didn't one some research say that nobody showed up for that either? Yeah, no, nobody showed case. up. Nobody showed up to her funeral because she still got up. treated really bad by the community too. Because they, you know, they were half the community was involved in her murder. Yeah, I mean, and so it's like, and they were haters. So, by, I think seven or eight or nine people ended up in jail for this. Nine people were arrested, including yeah. Michael, for the murder of Bridget Clary. Clary, this was a they, highly yes, yeah. Think about that. They they beat her, they tortured her, they burned her alive, mm-hmm. and then threw her in a shallow grave, and then jumped on her chest, and then told like, her that God hates her. That's why nobody came to her funeral. Yeah, you know, I, because she was a fairy. The only the last joke I have to say about this is I wonder if at any point earlier in her life she ever asked for milk. <laughs> she was the funny part, lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> never drank milk, not a day in her life. I'm just thinking like has she never drank milk before? Is that how it works? Like it's in Ireland at this time you're like, ah, oh, a nice glass of milk and they just burn you to death. You're right on the line of what the truth is though, and the scary part about that time period. So all this is one thing outside the norm and so you have all these little things about her, like her straw hat instead of her shawl. Mixed in with her asking for a glass of milk, yeah, that's enough to get you fucking put in a shallow grave. Because the only real difference between her and every other woman there, she had more money, more freedom, and a job. This was a highly publicized trial, just so everybody knows. That's where actually most of the research comes from. You can just look up the court papers, look up the court records. Michael Clary was found guilty of manslaughter and was sentenced to 20 years of penal servitude or hard labor. He only did about 15 of those before he started a new life. Some call this unfortunate event the last witch burning in Ireland. Mm. Wow. That's not long enough. No, it was only 100 years ago. No, 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 no. Oh, 15, 15 years is yeah. not long enough. Man, no. It's fucked oh, up. hell no. For murdering your wife? Well, how brutal it was, too. Yeah. And this it, this story, I feel the parallels between like this and the Amityville house, kind of, where this is about Michael's madness. This had nothing to do with Bridget. She didn't do anything besides right. the same thing she was doing every day. She and just then, got sick, man. And he got caught on this idea. <laughs> That's it, dude. Exactly. <laughs> she just got sick. She just got, she got sick. sick and had a job. It would sound like a, she was a good wife, and yeah. it got her murdered. So. Sounds like in her lifetime, she was capable of doing great things because mm-hmm. she was already doing great things. And... She was kind of a badass. Mm-hmm. She only lived to be 26, and yeah. he was what? 
when she died, 30s. he was about he was about thirty five. Yeah, mm-hmm. right around there. Yeah, and maybe thirty four. So he did another fifteen years. He was out when he was fifty, and he went to Montreal to start a new life. Yeah, damn. Add him on Facebook, dude. Fuck that guy. Still alive. <laughs> He's still around. Craziest thing. There's a lot to unpack here. Obviously, did Michael truly believe his wife was abducted by fairies, or was this just a cover up for an abusive marriage? Was it easy to believe that Bridget could be different because she simply just was? She was a modern woman. We know that. We talked about that. A woman who was defying society's norms and embracing the emerging Ireland. How much of this, right? How much of this is propaganda? Me and Brian talked about that in research a little bit. Yeah. You know, we have this emerging British Empire, right? We got the, we got the Unionists. Because that's and- a it just that does it has to flavor the text a little bit because of the news reports. A lot of these came from British articles. And so a lot of that was trying to paint the Irish as barbaric and backwards to justify British rule. And so it's like, what's this definitely was a barbaric crime. How much was it exaggerated through the, through the game of telephone? We don't know. Or was this backwater tale just used as a tool and Mm -hmm. all this stuff did actually happen. And Michael did actually believe this was a changeling and they just kind of ran with it. Yeah. I don't know. But I do know that nobody deserves what Bridget went through. I think we all agree on that. Do you think she was a changeling? No. I'm going to just chalk this one up to generational trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a bucket of urine. And a bucket of urine. <laughs> and some hen shit. Weird, uh, weird beliefs can lead you down weird paths. And I, I believe that Michael believed that she was a fairy. Uh, sounds like a few people did. Do you think he believed it after when she didn't show up on the horse, though? By the time he was in prison, do you think he, he still he, think he killed a fairy? He might have realized that. I yeah. think at some point he might have li- fucked up. <laughs> I think at some point in his life he probably said, "You know what? Probably not. Yeah, I should probably drink yeah. less." Yeah, no, <laughs> he's probably he's probably like, "Yeah, I, I made a mistake." Yeah. And but the thing is, that's not a mistake. You should be able to come back from. That's a mistake no. where you spend the rest of your life because she doesn't get to. Right. That's the thing. So especially, you know, it's, it's weird that the people he said she pushed against the modern the, the norms of the time. She was mm-hmm. a modern woman. Those are the people that bad things always happen. Isn't to. it funny yeah. how Back it works? Then, yeah. Never. My dad always told me never be the first to, first one to do anything because <laughs> yeah. it ends with a bucket of urine. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna end today with a little limerick from summer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gotta wrap this up. I gotta go. Okay. Well, just, read it. Please read, read it. Just oh read my this. god! Are you a witch or are you a fairy? And that's, that's your hatchet bar. Exactly. 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 <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Oh, <laughs>